welcome into the Full Tilt Boogie Podcast here from SEC Country. I'm your host, John Neighbors. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. Lots of things to get to today. And as always, thank you for making us a part of your day today. Arkansas basketball loses two straight on the road to two SEC teams that they are for sure better than. What's the problem? And why is this light going so dim for the Arkansas Razorbacks tournament chances? It's a big one. We'll also get into some Super Bowl talk, one of the better Super Bowls I have watched in quite some time, which thankfully it was good because I didn't care about either team winning. We'll get into that. And also remember, folks, this will be the last week of podcast for SEC Country. It's all coming to an end. We'll have the swan song on Friday. But first, let's discuss Arkansas LSU. Arkansas went down to Baton Rouge, and as was stated on this podcast last week, felt like it was as much of a must-win as you could possibly have. Felt like it was a game that Arkansas needed to get to to really get back on track and back in the winning ways. Needs some key wins on the road in league play. Well, they didn't get it. At all. Arkansas just defensively could not hold LSU from hitting so many three-pointers. I mean, ridiculous amounts of three-pointers. 15 three-pointers by LSU. 15 of 30. That was the key difference in this game. LSU wins 94 to 86. So now Arkansas sits at 15 and 8 overall. 4 and 6 in conference. The light is not out for Arkansas's chances of making the tournament, but it is about as dim as you could ask. And I'm starting to really wonder if it's more about the team or if it's more about the teams in the league. Because I am not trying to make excuses for anybody. I'm not trying to say that Arkansas deserves to be given the benefit of the doubt just because of the talent that they have around them. I'm not saying that Arkansas is a better team than what of maybe we thought about earlier in the season, which, you know, obviously they had some great wins and looked really good doing it. Maybe they lost some leadership along the way. I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it's a combination of the fact that this Arkansas Razorback basketball team can't find any consistency coming off the bench and can't play good defense, especially when it comes to in the half-court game. And I think the other thing you got to chalk it up to is the SEC truly is a better conference than what it has been. This isn't your granddad's conference anymore. This is a conference that has really upped its game across the board with so many different teams, and it's showing that it's being evident week in and week out when you start to see teams upset other teams at their place. When you start to see teams coming out of nowhere and really have improved as the season has gone on and found their way into the NCAA tournament conversation. And one of those examples being that Missouri beat Kentucky for the first time in program history over the weekend. Those are many different things. But the main problem for Arkansas right now is they can't play defense. They cannot. They're incapable of it right now. And that is such a weird concept because Mike Anderson has always wanted to predicate things on defense, up and down the court, finding pressure, putting the pressure on, and making other teams suffer for it. But the problem is is that this team is not capable of doing that. Their pressure defense is not good. It sure it causes some turnovers a lot of times, but also a lot of times it makes it to where they break the press so easily they get down the court, they leave them open for wide for wide open threes or layups or dunks, they get confused on defense, they get mismatched, 
it, it just looks dirty. It looks ugly right now. And I'm starting to think that maybe this team isn't built for it. I feel like Mike Anderson had his most success defensively against LSU when they went into the 2-3 or a 3-2 zone. They kind of went up with a hybrid of both of them against LSU. That at least slowed him down a little bit. But I'm wondering why Arkansas doesn't do that more. Why don't they go into more zone? Stop doing man-to-man. Stop having it to where you switch and you got Daniel Gafford or Trey Thompson on their point guard at the top of the perimeter. Stop doing things like that. Stop just going into pressure situations where it's not needed. It's not necessary. There's unnecessary double teams. It's like the style works, but you don't have the personnel for it. The basketball IQ for a lot of these players aren't high. And I know I keep comparing it to last year, but last season, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest elements that I feel like is missing from this team is the high IQs when it comes to basketball. I'm not talking about in the classroom because I could care about that, but I think it can go hand in hand. Last year, the three seniors you had was Moses Kingsley, Dusty Hannes, and Manny Watkins. All three of those guys were great scholar athletes, got great grades, were very smart, very driven, very brilliant, very logical and reasonable players. And it translated onto the court as well as in the classroom. Those were your senior leaders. Now, you don't have those types of guys. You don't have the high IQ basketball guys. And that's not a knock against the kids saying that they're dumb. I'm not trying to say they're dumb. They're not dumb. I'm saying when it comes down to making plays and to having good switches and communicating and making good plays, smart decision-making, this team doesn't have it. They don't make smart decisions. They have Sometimes they'll have guys that make arid shots. They'll have guys that make bad passes. They'll have guys that make stupid fouls. They'll have guys that'll make stupid decisions when it comes to going inside or not going inside or jacking up threes. It's not about talent. It's not about style. It's not about philosophy. It's about decision-making. And this team doesn't make very good decisions. And this is this is just, it's it's so simple, but yet it's not something that you can coach. It's not something you can just, fix overnight some kids have it and some kids don't you have to be able to make good decisions good quick spur of the moment decisions on the basketball court and if you don't have that quick line of thinking it'll cost you in a lot of ways and this team just doesn't have that they don't have good decision makers and when you don't have good decision makers you have games like at the LSU matchup where you give up a lot of threes you can't figure out which defense you want to play. You can't figure out who's who's guarding who. You can't get back in transition. You can't you can't settle in and stay aggressive while but also staying conservative enough to not foul or commit stupid fouls. To not get beat off the block, to not make unnecessary double teams for no reason. Like those types of things is what makes it so frustrating to watch. But it's I'm not trying to make excuse, but it's not Arkansas's talent, and I don't even necessarily think it's bad coaching. Now, so now by me saying that, people are going to rip me right now, and I get it. Some of you do not think Mike Anderson's the guy for the job. Some of you are wanting a change. Some of you think he's a bad coach. I don't think that. I don't think he's a bad coach. He's proven otherwise. He's a good coach. He's not the elite coach. He's not the one of the great, greatest coach in Arkansas's history, but he's a pretty dadgum good coach. I mean, Arkansas shot 55% in this game. I mean, they, they shot well. Offensively, they were fine. 
but it's defensively that they struggled. And defense has been the problem when it comes to what makes good decisions. What where's the effort? Where's the ability? Where's the where's just the overall want to? Communication and things like that. It, it that's what this team lacks. It's not I know some people are going to say, well, this team is just not talented enough. They can't get consistency. They can't do this. They can't do that. Okay. But if you can't make good decisions, if you can't read the if you can't read the game and know the flow of the game and know what to do when what situation arises, when you don't have that, it'll eat you alive and it'll cause problems. And last year you had that. Dusty, Dusty Moses and... And uh, Manny weren't the best players ever to come through Arkansas. They'll be remembered as pretty good players, but not elite players. But they made good decisions. They they stayed aggressive. They were smart players. Manny was great defensively, especially when it came to uh, guarding some really tough and physical guards. Dusty was great at deciding whether or not to go for a three or to go inside. He was a good offensive playmaker. His defense lacked. His athleticism wasn't there as much as what as probably he thought it was. But he was a he was a pretty good athlete. But when it came to guarding a lot of these players, he didn't have the length that uh, a lot of them would have to be successful. And Moses, he was just he was stayed aggressive. He stayed down low. He stayed firm. But he also made good decisions. The team doesn't have that. Is it is it Mike Anderson's fault? I think partially, yeah. I think it has to fall on the coach. But I also think partially is that you have a freshman guy, Daniel Gafford, who's just you know chomping at the bit. But uh, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever purpose, it's it's slowing him down as a freshman. And then you have a bunch of seniors who are all really good, but a lot of them only been playing together for this is their second year to be playing on the same team. And there's just no flow. There's no leadership. There's no one to look to when things are going bad. Daryl Macon's a great shot maker when, or free throw maker when it comes in the clutch situations. Jalen Barford can create his own shots. Like, those guys are fine. You, you know, I get – but I'm talking about – I'm not talking about the end of the games. I'm talking about while the game's going on. When you're down by 10, by 15, when they, there's been a bunch of shots. Who do you turn to to settle everything down, to make plays, to get back in it? Macon's the guy, and he's had five straight games of 20 points. But you got to have more than that. You got to have more than just points. You got to have defense. You got to have passing. You got to have smart plays. You got to have rebounding. You got to have all those elements. And Arkansas, it's just been missing from them for so long. Uh, can they get it back? Maybe. They're still, as of right now, in good position for the tournament. But. Four and six in conference, fifteen and eight overall. That that ain't gonna get it done. You have eight games left. Arkansas has to, has to go seven and one to get for sure into the tournament. Six and two might be the best bet because if if you can go and you can if you can have went, beat Kentucky and Auburn on your home court. That will spring you right back into the driver's seat, and then you got and you can beat South Carolina and Vanderbilt at home. You can beat A and M at home. So you got to win all your home games, and what that leaves, as of right now, that leaves you you only because you only have three road games left, and it's at Ole Miss, which you should win, at Alabama, which will be tough, but you probably can win, 
And then at Missouri, which they're playing pretty well right now, and Arkansas struggled with them in the beginning, but honestly, they could probably win that one too. So all the games are winnable, but it's just about good decisions. And the, the trust isn't there for a lot of these guys. And the fans don't trust this team. There's just, there's not trust. There's not, there's not an identity. There's nothing really there to it. It's just a, a group of individuals who are talented at the game of basketball who have come together and, you know, they can work it out and they can, they can really wow you on occasions. But other times they just, they just make really bad, dumb decisions. So as of right now, they're in trouble. Big trouble. But it's not over yet. Time will tell if this team is able to get it turned around. Starts against South Carolina at home. South Carolina's not a good team. If Arkansas does not look good in that one, it might be good night surely. Oh, just it'll be it'll be a bad time for Razorback fans. And then you have to look forward to baseball season, which should be a lot of fun, right? But anyways, we'll get into that once the time gets closer. All right, moving on to the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Nick Foles, the quarterback, leads the Eagles to the victory 41-33. Tom Brady, time finally caught up to him. He did not have the drive down the field to win it or to tie it. He lost the game after a fumble, and the Eagles win the Super Bowl. It makes you kind of think like all those great teams with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens and Brian Westbrook. I feel like they'd be pretty pissed. I would be too, at least, knowing that you had a really good team. But yet the team that wins the Super Bowl against the Patriots is when your backup quarterback goes in and wins it with Nick Foles. He played brilliantly, though. I'm not trying to hate on him. But, man, that was just – that was impressive. It was a great game, too. Great Super Bowl. Great watch. And I'm glad it happened. Also, Justin Timberlake at halftime was amazeballs. I love that show. Uh, I played some of his good songs. I was hoping maybe a Chris Stapleton appearance would happen, but it didn't. But that's neither here nor there. I won't bore you with that. But anyways, great game, and it didn't. We really, it really lived up to the hype because I was tired of watching Super Bowls that were trash. I didn't care about either of these teams winning. You know, I, I just, I didn't. I could care less. But I at least wanted to be entertained. Definitely had that high-scoring game, big plays, cool plays. Uh, no, no major controversies. The ke- the catch rule almost came into play, but luckily it didn't. So uh, it's it, it worked out, and it was a great game. And I hope Tom Brady retires. That's all I can say. I just I just hope he's gone and he retires. I never have to worry about it again. But uh, anyways, great game, and I uh, hope that everybody enjoyed it and will enjoy. It. I still feel like the holiday, or it should be official national holiday, the day after the Super Bowl for everybody. Philadelphia may burn now. Philly cops apparently used hydraulic fluid to put it on the light poles to keep people from climbing on them. Like, Philly may be gone by the time you're listening to this podcast. So prayers to them and everybody in the city for the riots. And it's just good grief. Hopefully it doesn't get too crazy over there and people don't end up getting killed. But, geez, what a time to be a Philadelphia fan. And uh, also, this is just my nonsensical part. It's, it's coming to an end anyway, so we're just doing it for a few more days. But um, I got me a dog, if anybody didn't know on Twitter. His name's Rowdy, and he is a Shiba Inu. He looks like a fox, and he's pretty awesome. And I'm See, like, this is great. This shows you how awesome my dog is. He's a little puppy, 
He's got a lot of energy. He's still feeling things out. And while I'm sitting here doing my podcast, he hasn't made a sound. He hasn't whined. He hasn't barked. He hasn't done anything. So props to Rowdy. Uh, he's an awesome dog. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy I got him, too. I had to go up to Dora, Missouri. If anybody knows where that's at, um, I'll buy you a drink or something like that. I, I have no idea where that place is at. But quite a hike, quite a journey. Not exactly God's country, but you'll say it was... It was a fun trip. So, but appreciate everybody listening in the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or in SoundCloud. You can also get after me on Twitter at your neighbor John for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. And we'll try to keep it going for the final week of the SEC Country Podcast. This week comes to an end. Sad day. It will be a sad day on Friday, but we won't touch that until it actually happens. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then.